This is the audio podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. It's Wednesday, the eleventh of May. Hello. Thank you for that little singing, Sam. Um, <laughs> this is the audio podcast. I just went for it. Sam was completely distracted, okay. and I, I just, just like hammered in. I was trying not to run over my microphone cable for the wheels of this chair. You know what? I just started anyway. That's all right. Hello. Hello, let's bring it on! <laughs> it's audio podcast time. We have news, and we have features, and we have plunders. We have, we have tons of stuff. I'm going to switch to the page which tells me what we have, hey. and then I'm good to go. I'll start on the news then. Um, Propellerhead Software, they have, they have given this month the title of Music Making Month, which is where the title of the show is Making Music, um, although that comes in with the main as well. So, um, Propellerhead... M-M-M. So if you go to propellerheads.se slash mm, then you get their music making month information and they're um they're streaming a load of events, um hour long interviews with people about different stuff and there's archives of via YouTube of um that stuff. Yeah, that, it looks very interesting. That's really cool. I'm just checking out their event schedule here. Let's see where what day are we on here right now? Eleventh of May. I just said the eleventh of May, should not. <laughs> No time. Um, yeah, well, people are here to show from Thursday, weren't they? So spicing things up with filters. Thursday, yep. May 12th. That's pretty cool. Controllerism and reason. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a nice that's it. They're obviously focused on their own software, but a lot of this stuff is kind of applicable elsewhere. So, Yeah, no, that's cool. There's a whole lot of really kind of cool, some cool looking stuff in here, I think. That's pretty interesting. Yep. I think one of the um, one of the ones that really caught my eye is not it's it's been and gone, so I can't tune in when it happens. But it's not yet available to play again. Oh no, it is! Oh, in the past couple of hours, it's become available to watch again. Um, it caught my eye. The found instruments at home. Matt Piper talking about he's a guitarist, but he's talking about using bits and bobs you have around, sampling it and using it in your work. And yeah, I enjoy that kind of thing. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, Tuesday, May thirty first, uh, Gerald's live reason rig. Which is, he's a, yeah, Gerald Simpson, he's an incredible performer, so that, that'd that be pretty cool to check out, I think, yeah. Hey, that's that's a great one, that, that's really cool. So the stuff's going to be available? Yeah, it so, is, everything that's, um, well, it appears to take them a couple of days to get it edited and onto YouTube, but um, they've already a week in, so there's already loads of stuff on, on past, and they've got the um, little Facebook like button plugged in there, so if you if you want to know if you want to be reminded that something's coming up, so you see a thing that's happening tomorrow or the next day, you, if you like it, then they will, via the Facebook like button, they will send you an email just before it's on saying, hey, don't forget you wanted to watch this, which I think is a cool little good use of the technology which is available there. Yeah, I also noticed that um, linked on from there is a download to the demo versions for Record, Reason and Recycle. Indeed. So you could actually you know, kind of download the demo and pl- have a play with the techniques as they're kind of looking at them. Obviously, if you can watch it back, watch it live, enjoy it, and then go back over it, that's a really a really great way to learn and to yep. really explore a piece of software that takes. Cool. Well, you can find the links to, to all of that will be in our show notes, as always. Um, you may or may not have spotted we have a new show notes kind of place now. Yeah, we've um, moved over into wiki format on that, haven't we? So yeah, so it's uh, wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk, and you'll find all our show notes are up there. They're actually there before the shows, because <laughs> we use them to record the show, so... But anyway, there you go. You can um, go check out the show notes. I hope it's a. I yep. think it's a better place than it was. So. Do we have comments enabled on that stuff? Can people? There oh. aren't comments, but um, you you could just well you we haven't really thought about this, have we? No, well, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it. It's a wiki. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything else than it's a wiki. Um, 
It's a fairly liberal wiki right now. Fairly open. It may become more restricted in the very near future, though, if if it's required. If if you want to play with our show notes, send us an email, and you can. We'll definitely make it happen. I think yeah. that's a fair way to put it. Or if you know how, then then play away, but play nice. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, right, sticking with propeller heads because they have their um, rebirth, rebirth reborn on the iPad and iPhone. Is that that's not particularly new? That's been out for a little while. But what is new? Is um, is the audio copy audio pace by Sonomer Wireworks? Um, basically, it's it's the kind of missing bit actually that was needed on that kind of iOS. So if you build something, you've got a really cool piece of audio in one place, and you want to get it to another app, you can now do it just using the Sonowireworks Sonor Wireworks piece of software. Audio copy, audio paste. Just take take a loop from somewhere and put it into another app. Um, you have to. It is a developer thing, so the developers have to develop support for it. But if they once they put support into our app, it gives you the ability to move stuff between places. And well, Propellerhead obviously thought it was worth doing, so it's and they've done it. Yeah, they have a list of stuff that's supporting it, and there's a lot of you know, a, a lot of people are kind of building support in for it straight away. So, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. It's one of these things where you know, I I have an iPad. I've, I've done a couple of bits of audio with it, and you know, I, I've hit across that a couple of times where you got something cool, and it's like, so how do I get this from? I've got this cool synth and this cool sound, but how do I get that into into the door now? So that's that one. Yep. It's kind of, you know, it's the kind of thing that was needed to really kind of make it a, a fully featured kind of platform if it ever makes it to that, or maybe it is already. Hey, that's a, that's a, that's a show topic. Let's not, let's not go into there. Yep, but Liz, I'm just looking down the list now, and it, it goes on for a long way. There's a, it's a fairly long list of things that are supporting it, so cool. In, in, the, in the battle of uh, kind of mobile, as I say, um, Android with the, uh, the Google, Google I.O. conference, which has been running, uh, they, they also recently well, announced a whole new wave of support in, the, in future versions of Android, Android 3 and on, with a little bit of backporting going to happen. And part of that, they confirmed that there will actually be USB audio uh, running on and off. So that's the standard Android devices. two in, two out USB audio format, which is been supported for a long time now it's going to be it's there on your on your android device which and is on the android device it's not there yet it will okay th- there's a chance it'll be backported to certain pieces but it <coughs> it'll be part of android 3 and there's a potential of backporting okay. it as well um the biggest problem is obviously going to be the hardware though i'm saying it's you know what i mean the, the hardware has to support this stuff has to also provide the support that's needed on you know in terms of controller and actually on the hardware the actual physical hardware mm. itself so I I would and suspect I can imagine also that a lot of USB audio devices are bus powered and you know if you've got a portable thing that's trying to do a bunch of DSP and then chuck it out and power the thing as well then that's that's not yeah makes it like seem slightly less portable all of a sudden but unless you've got a huge battery on there which mm. I I think yeah I'm saying that's a massive problem that's going to be the huge problem in the mobile phone stuff but the the Android idea is is a much bigger thing so while yeah. we think of it as phones and it's increasingly on tablets you know i, I think we're going to see a whole variety of embedded systems and you know <clears throat> usb audio support is going to be a cool kind of cool kind of thing so you know um thinking back to when we talked about dark matter audio mm. in the dma you know a couple of weeks ago now you know this is where you know you could use android usb supports already in there and you'd just be writing dsp on top of that which yep. may, may or may not be a useful way of doing it Hey, can I try and throw you off by adding a story which we haven't got in our notes yet? I'll have to put it into the notes, but Game Duino I came across this week. I don't know okay. if you've seen that. It's, um, no, no. If, um, you know Arduino, the little, little chips, little um, embedded system thing? Well, yeah, yeah. there's a, another little board that you can buy and clip onto it, which has um, a stereo sound output and a VGA output on it. 
and it's um it gives you oh, it's that's nice. is, the idea is to for developing games on there and i think i think it actually puts out at half bg i think it puts out 400 by 300 pixels that's cool but it supports sprites and things and it's got um 12 bit audio on there which is so if you're into hardware cause yeah just popped into my head there i think no no that, that's ace you're yeah, you have to add it to the show notes i will i'll do it now Oh, he's going to do that now. Well, while you do that now, I'll uh, head into the next item then if you want. Okay. Um, just, a, just a quick thing I spotted up on Kickstarter, um, capturing the ionosphere. Um, it, it's a project where they're going to launch a, a, a small satellite to kind of uh, capture the sonority, well, capture the, the raw data of, about the ionosphere around the planet, and then they're going to use that to convert it into some sort of in the audio. I think it's going to be MIDI data, which would be available for anybody to use. Okay. But as part of that project, they were... They're they're running a Kickstarter to help with the establishing of the ground station, where they're actually going to receive the transmissions from their s- kind of satellite sensor sort of thing. Um, there's a kind of fun video on YouTube. Uh, I think it's a YouTube video. Well, it's it's up on their Kickstarter site, and the links on the show notes, nice. which kind of points you in the direction there. So that's kind of cool. Um, they need uh, two thousand six hundred dollars. They're currently at one thousand one hundred ninety-two dollars, and it's ten days to go. I that seems so. to build a you know that, that seems quite reasonable to build a base station for a satellite project for two thousand dollars seems pretty. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think it's nice. Um, if if you uh, if if you make a pledge of a certain amount, you get like a cool, you get a badge or a pin. So it's pretty. Hey, if you if you it's pretty cool. If you pledge enough, then they'll give you a an actual size mock up of well, it's an actual skeleton build of the satellite itself. It's the satellite minus the internal gubbins, if you know. Just in case you wanted to um, hang a satellite on your wall, you know. It's yeah, no, that's ace. And you can, if you if you do the whole project, you get a two-hour talk and a four-hour build workshop anywhere in the continental U.S. within two hours of a major airport. That's a that that's cool. I think the Kickstarter idea is ace. I yep. think it really is. We should, yeah, yeah. And this um, the whole thing reminded me of that um, Carl, Do- um, what's his name, Dodge, Charles Dodge, um, yeah, Earth's magnetic field from 1970 or so, which was a similar kind of idea taking. Taking data from around the Earth and making music out of it, but I think this, yeah, the most exciting thing about this is the is the fact that you've, there's this private sector space race going on, and here's someone doing something creative with that. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, oh, we, yeah, we, so I'm not really sure whether we, whether we keep doing these stories or not, Sam. But um, I, I noticed coming across, uh, I think it was a uh, ProSound installer, um, something, uh, the, the fact that the Under the Bridge Club, which is under Stamford Bridge, which is uh, one of the football teams in London, um, have got a brand new PA rig installed inside there. Um, I don't really think I, I, you know, I think this might be our last of these moments because I don't really think we have much to add to that, really. I'm saying that's, you know. They have, this, they list what exactly what gear they've got in there which if you're interested follow the notes through and you'll see it and you see that it, i think it'd be loud in there i think that's a pretty loud yep i think that's my main my main observation really <laughs> is it'd be loud all right i'm gonna move on oh yeah this is a cool one so first of all uh th- th- this next one is something that sam and i have a little bit more involvement in um yep yep um but uh <laughs> we're, we're based in huddersfield as, as you may or may not have worked out i don't think either of us are actually from huddersfield though so uh, we don't, you know, we should get a Huddersfieldian on to illustrate the difference, maybe, Perhaps. in accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So stuff. But um, as part of uh, as part of being here, um, the University of Huddersfield has the International Computer Music Conference, 
and in our typical uh, manner we're running a unconference on the side of the main conference itself so uh, the call for kind of stuff went out um, when we say a call it's more of a give some ideas as to things you think we should talk about at the conference at the unconference even Yep. And then, you know, maybe you could come and lead a discussion or a presentation on that kind of thing. It's free to attend. There's going to be some gigs, um, a, whole, a whole lot of stuff. We're, we're talking about, the, again, I guess, near the time. But the call is out now. So if you want to go check it out, go have a look and, you know. And it's going to be completely free to attend, of course. So um, if you're interested in computer music stuff and you're able to get to Huddersfield, then you can, you, you should know. be there. Yeah. It'd be, um, the, the conference itself is July 31st, August 5th. Mm-hmm. And I think the the young conference is going to be the Monday Tuesday in that gap. Yeah, so. and yeah, Monday Tuesday and Friday on that. Monday, oh, and Friday, yeah. and it's in the same building as the actual conference. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you should you should come <laughs> check that out. Unconf. Um, yeah, c- come check it out. ICMC Unconf uh, show notes again or to get them more information there. Where are we next? Um, THX is that where we're at now? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, it's not it's not a THX story. It's um, no, Tom, Tomlinson Holman. Which is, um, r- rumor has it, though, r- rumor has it, um, the rumor began by Leo Laporte from the Twit, uh, the tech guy from the Twit network, um, kind of tweeted to suggest that Tomlinson Holman's been hired by Apple. Um, Apple are in their super secretive manner, are neither confirming or denying it, but, you know. So if they weren't, they might now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. But... I'm going to presume it has gone through because I think it kind of it makes sense for people who are unaware. Thomason Holman is the guy who developed uh, THX, mm-hmm. which um, THX is a lot of people consider it the kind of competing standard to Dolby. That's a slight misunderstanding because THX is just the way of it is just basically a kind of minimum standard of the theater sound. Yep, really, it's a you've got to have this minimum standard, and if you meet meet it, you get to be THX approved sort of style. Um, there is also a kind of home use of it as a home use of it as well, which is a slightly different thing, but it is associated sort of stuff. Um, obviously, I'll be honest. Well, I guess my, like most kind of audio people, you know, going to the cin- going to the cinema, it's the sound is you know, I, I don't go to certain theaters because they have bad sound, and I don't go to certain screens in certain theaters because the sound is terrible in them. So it's yep. you know, it yeah. Anyway, but I'm completely missing point. His other big claim to fame, though, which, and I guess, Sam, you might want to, you'll probably pick up from this in a minute, but um, he's also the guy behind 10.2 Audio, which is the kind of theater, what, what they're currently doing in theaters at the moment. So rather than 5.1 in the domestic space, 10.2 is where the kind of theater space is going to. Well, this is a, a pet peeve of mine has been on um, on Mac OS X. I think it's one of everybody's, actually. Well, yep. You can plug in your um, audio interface and it comes up, no problem. You can configure it as 5.1 or whatever in the system settings that all runs no problem insert a dvd dvd player comes up 5.1 sound does not appear at all it, it's just stereo and it's just ridiculous what's yeah. like it, it's the big it's the big apple thing isn't it it's like <clears throat> apple is the os mac os is the one you can play a dvd out of the box in with the kind of vanilla install that's yeah, the only one you can't do days. it on linux you can't do it on windows but it doesn't actually run 5.1 audio it's shocking it's sho- it's shocking <laughs> now, i guess that's going to be a possibly a dolby licensing issue do you think i suspect because it's dolby encoded isn't it 5.1 is dolby encoded i wondered if and it's you, because you pull it a- out. apple like the whole it just works angle and if you were able to play 5.1 someone might switch that on by accident when they've only got two speakers and then the, the film might not sound right or whatever it might not work and maybe i wonder if they've just disabled it if they've just neglected to support it in order to guarantee success 
with stereo. I do understand your argument, but you can't buy a Mac which does multiple I.O. out of the box. No. So anybody who's going to have, anybody who's even going to be thinking of doing surround sound is going to have a separate, is going to be having a separate sound card plugged in and kind of, they're going to have to wire all that up. So that's a lot of steps for you then to say, and then they might not get it right. Indeed. And that'd be a problem for us. But I do understand your argument. And I suppose what you're <laughs> suggesting here is, and it makes perfect sense to me as well, and saying, you know, if, if, they, if they have made this higher, then this guy is kind of, you know, he, he's all, you know, there's two strands in my mind here. There's the one which is about audio quality, which, you know, I think it's fair to say that, you know, Mac speakers, the inbuilt speakers could always do with something more, but really they're never going to be great. But then at the same point, I think surround sound audio support on devices would be awesome. And, you know, I mean, that that would be cool. That'd be a cool thing to have in there sort of stuff. So, yeah, that'd be ace. Imagine how awesome that'd be. So it could well be that Max just skip 5.1 and go straight to 10.2. That'd be a... <laughs> I'd need a bigger sound card. Would you need a bigger sound card? Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, the one that works is just a little one. It's just, just 5.1. No Everybody, well, I think most people would do, actually, if you think about it. Most sound cards, 8 in, 8 out. Um, I'm trying to think. If you maybe running something for standalone headphone. That headphone that gets you an extra two mm. at a different reference level, though. Even then, you're falling behind. Uh, Mark three eight two eight that has uh, two headphone sockets that are independent, so you could use one of them to do it. Yep, and it's also got the SP diff kind of adds it up. That gets you your ten. Yeah, the yeah. Eight. Oh, with the main outs, actually, yeah. So even a standard eight to eight two eight, eight analog out, two main outs, headphones. Yep, that's twelve. Yeah, so yeah, but. It, but not if you're planning to play a DVD from DVD player on Mac. Right now. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, the, the Music Mecca International Press Awards. Uh, 2011, they, you know, every, every year they announce the kind of stuff. Um, yeah, there's loads of stuff. Um, to, to be a moment, you know, our, our show's humorous, so I hope you pick this up. <laughs> I love the way that the most innovative product is an uh, acoustic electric symbol system. An acoustic uh, electric symbol system. I'd, I'll be honest in that I haven't really pursued any part of it other than it just kind of made me smile that... It's got it's got a blue LED in there. It's oh, it looks, it looks it pretty looks sweet. But, um, yeah, there you go. All right, I'm going to hit the button and jump down to the Pro Audio and Studio stuff. It's kind. Of, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm saying, how would a how, how would a microphone be innovative? Innovative. I, I just I just ask a question. I don't know what that'd be. I don't know. I've, I'm I'm just I've just spotted the clock. I think we need to um, push on to the main feature. We've been going for a while already, and um, this is going to turn into a really long show. Have we got any other cool stories that we should cover? Oh, really quickly. What, what have we got? Oh, well, we've got some more stories. I don't know how cool they are. Oh, we we got to cover. We got to cover these stories. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, the, okay. the main feature though isn't really long, so I think is we're that okay. Short? Okay. Yeah, the, the main features. It, it's it's five minutes, so we're okay. It's, okay. it's not. It's not like a long interview, so it's fine. All right. Anyway, the music master awards are there. It turns out we didn't really have anything else to contribute to them. <laughs> Genelite got the uh, studio monitor near fields. Um, eight two six zero A's. They are nice. There you go. Hey, I said something constructive about it. Oh, here, here's a nice uh, aggravating piece, based on the fact that Microsoft just bought Skype. Um, there, there is a, a digital music news kind of pointed out an amusing little fact here that is um, Skype is actually now more valuable than the entire U.S. recording industry. Except that it's a pretty unfair comparison, as the first comment on this story points out, where you're comparing the price that somebody paid for something compared to the revenue of an industry. So the US-based recording industry 
the revenue of that is 6.8 billion compared to the buyout which was 8.5 million billion they're just yeah. big numbers does it make much difference really i suppose well i suppose you're talking about the difference of two billion there but so it does make a difference somewhere but it's not the same thing no 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 at all it's it's an entirely uh aggravating story i think the, the one thing i did think was interesting though is if you consider what sort of clout the music industry seems to enjoy in terms of legislation Mm-hmm. and kind of drive like that and then if you consider if you consider that and then consider the fact that Skype really struggled because in the mobile domain its carriers were just carriers were just preventing it from existing yep it's interesting how you know this kind of distortions actually actually kind of occurred well it occurs you know what I mean if you if you view it from a monetary point of view it's it's a kind of peculiar sort of thing something I thought was even more funny though is the fact that if you combine uh, Skype and Microsoft you get sky.net which <sighs> You know what I mean? If it had been a few weeks ago, that would have been a little bit more worrying, I think. Mm. But, you know. I'm sure they were discussing it a few weeks ago. Yeah, they probably were. Oh. <laughs> uh, move on, move on. Move on, move on. <laughs> Music. Music.google.com. Here we go. It's here. <laughs> it's, it's no, it's not. Anything more to say? No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's request by invitation only, and it's only available in the U.S., um, it's basically Amazon. It's basically oh, it's the Amazon service done by Google. One presumes it's going to have everything you'd expect Google to do really well in there. So you know the, the search would be awesome. The synchron, the key thing for them is the synchronization across the devices. Obviously, with mm-hmm. the entire Android marketplace, the entire Android presence there. You know, I mean you're going, you're going to see stuff linking across all these devices, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you you wonder if they're they, they've taken a leaf out of um, Amazon's book actually, and they've just gone to just gone to market yep. they, they said we've negotiated we've tried to put this together with the labels the labels aren't interested and as all we're letting you do is listening listen to music you've purchased and own in some other capacity elsewhere we don't think we need to do anything further than that which i think that falls back to our previous the, the previous thing actually when yeah. we were just talking about skype there because it's an interesting it's an interesting angle i think they're they're you know pursuing sort of style i i personally think the um well I'm I'm not really sold on these services at all actually. I just don't understand. I for me I just I just wouldn't want it. Like I plug my iPod into my Mac and it copies a certain amount of music and podcasts I listen to across and then I listen to those things on my thing. My phone has enough trouble surviving a day on its battery without asking it to play me music as well. Mm. So I don't ask it to do that. Um has there been a time when you've wanted to play something and it's not been accessible? Um, when no, you would have had phone battery to waste and a phone signal to work with? No, I don't. I don't even listen to. I don't listen to headphones at all when I'm walking around and moving around and traveling these days. I am used to always ride on buses with mini discs and stuff playing. But you know, I've not done that for ten years. It's not something I. You know, there's enough interesting sounds going on in the world to pay attention to without you know selecting your own personal bubble of sound yeah i I think this whole cloud music thing you, you know you know hey we might sort of just kind of go for opinions here and see what happens but i think this whole cloud music thing is a little bit of a it's an obvious thing to do because people well you know people are uploading video on youtube and that kind of obviously mm-hmm. is driving advertising which is cool uh people like Flickr, though they're kind of struggling are obviously getting images and you know you upload your images and people pay for pro accounts to do more of that yep. so I can kind of see, and the idea of backup is is important. 
So maybe maybe that's the crowd. If you're paying for your backup, if you're buying just MP3 across you know across a music service, whoever it be, then you're you know it does give you a backup onto the cloud. And I think also it's probably free. quite accessible for people who if you just if you buy an Android and it's just there, then you might just use it because it's there and it's you know maybe it's something that people will just fall into rather than set out to achieve. Yeah, no, it's potentially. I, I I think the the whole cloud thing, and actually to be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back a bit. I think this stuff is gonna be huge in a couple of years' time. But I think what needs to happen is we need the battery technology to get to the point where you don't worry about your data use at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need the networks to get to a point where you don't worry about your data use at all either. You're just always on, always connected, and it's always fine. And I think we're a long way away from that. And that's speaking only from a UK point of view. And I know that from you know from a, a worldwide point of view, we're even further away from that. But you know, it's. But there we go. Anyway, it finally arrived. It's interesting to see they didn't bother to try and play nice. They just rolled it out. As always, they have a great uh, introduction video. YouTube always do their kind of intro videos really well. So, yep. you know, it's there. Cool. Um, sh- shall we just go to the main feature? Yeah. All right. So uh, the main feature um, coming up this uh, weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. I can't remember the dates, actually. In the UK, um, in Leeds, is the music production show. Um. So um, I, uh, I I had a Skype call with one of the organisers of the music production show, Jason Hunt, and it follows now. Okay, hi. So um, it's it's Scott here. I'm joined today by uh, J- Jason Hunt. Uh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very cool. Um, you're joining us today to tell us a little bit about the upcoming music production show in Leeds? Yeah, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, cool. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the show, what's happening? Now, the show, um, <laughs> it came out of a... A conversation, well, several conversations that we'd had, that there was a need for a a, a targeted sort of high tech show because the UK hasn't had one for quite a while. Um, we chose Leeds because uh, it's got the second highest population of music students in the UK, and one of our sponsors is based there, a company called Production Room. Yeah, uh, we know of the Production Rooms. Yeah, and uh, what we. What we've tried to do with them and with our other sponsor, which is Music Tech Magazine, is create an event that allows people to see the products, but also is enjoyable but educational as well. So it was a matter of um, getting together the best set of seminars that we could. Um, And we ended up having two seminar rooms that are free to um, sit in on uh, once you've paid to get into the show. So we can kind of like, you know, do the commercial aspects of an exhibition where there's products to be sold, but also educate the visitor as well. Uh, what kind of uh, kind of seminars are are booked then to occur? Well, um, we've got two rooms. the the uh, The big Berry Theatre um, uh, is holding. Um, Propeller Heads are doing um, a live broadcast each morning across the web. Um, okay, and they've got a couple of um, producers in. One whose name I don't pronounce, it's Swedish, Swedish Matthias Hugstrom Gert. That sounds like a good guess. <laughs> yeah, and Gary Broman, you've got Prism in there. And, and but, uh, I mean, this is the highlight for me being an old punk, really. They've got Simon Humphrey, who's a recording engineer, that actually did The Clash and uh, The Only Ones. Yeah. He's come to do a talk. And um, you've got. Roland launching the new Jupiter synth in the UK. It was launched last month at uh, the Frankfurt Music Messe. 
and it'll be the first time it's shown in the UK. So it's actually going to be there? It? It's actually going to be there, and it's been demoed by Richard Barbieri, who plays for Porcupine Tree in Japan. Oh, cool. That'll be a... Yeah. I, I want to see that now, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, on the Saturday, you've got that going on, and you've also got uh, Yamaha launching their new MOX synths as well. Okay. Oh, cool. So it's going to be a whole load of cool stuff. Yeah, well, part of the reason for the timing of the event is that we knew that if we left it a month or so after Frankfurt, that we would probably be within a good chance of getting a lot of UK launches, uh, uh, which we have. PreSonus are doing some launches as well as our um, Audio Technica um, and, uh, God, <laughs> I can't remember the name now. So much information going on in my head with only three days to go. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, hang on a second. Uh, Lexicon oh, uh, cool. launching as well. Oh, that'd be, that'd be excellent stuff, yeah. So um, for anybody who hasn't been to a, a kind of show before, what, what's the kind of feel? Is it is it a kind of very formal corporate thing? or? God, no. We try to be as uh, non-corporate as possible. After all, it's a show for musicians. Um, it's really easy going and relaxed. And, uh, you know, all the exhibitors want people to come up, just asking questions, chat to them about the gear. They're more than happy to ask and answer any questions you've got. Uh, same in the seminars as well. If you've got a question, just stick your hand up and ask the guys. They're more than happy to help. Oh, cool. That sounds that sounds absolutely awesome. So uh, whereabouts is it in Leeds? It's at the Royal Armouries. Oh, cool. Which is right in the city centre. Yeah, that's not far at all. You can uh, it's a walk from the train station easily, isn't it? So yeah, that's... yeah. It's about 10, 15 minutes from the train station. That's cool. And uh, and how much does it cost to get in? If you buy a ticket in advance, at the moment, tickets go off sale on Wednesday, uh, Thursday night. Okay. Um, it's £10 in advance, or it's £15 on the door. Okay, fair enough. So if you get it get it in advance, you'll get it a little bit cheaper. So that's, uh... Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Cool. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I know that myself and Sam are going to be there on Friday. So uh, we'll be. Uh, if you can't make the show, we'll certainly give you a report back on it on the on the podcast a week later. So that's been great. Anyway, uh, th- thanks a lot, Jason. Is there anything else you want to add? Or no, no, that's it. Thank you. That's cool. So uh, the music production show. Uh, the website is uh, musicproductionshow.co.uk. Yes. Excellent stuff. So people can go check that out and get a ticket if they want to come along to the show. Great. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Scott. And we're back. Thank you, Jason. Um, I'm I'm going to be at the audio um, the audio show on Friday. I'm going to be there on Friday. Sam, are you going to be around? Yeah, I'm going to go across on Saturday. I can't make it on Friday, so I'm going to go over on the Saturday and see what's happening. Yeah, so if you see us in some way, (laughs) say hi. There we go. That's a nice little puzzle for people. Cool. All right, let's move on to our plunder, and then then we're done with this. Okay, R R propeller head. We're back where we started because I spotted on their um, site when I was there looking at the um, the mm stuff. Um, Record you, their University of Recording. So it's there. They've got up to they've got ten articles on there so far, um, covering all sorts of things: recording electric guitars, recording vocals, recording drums, and then lots of tips on mixing as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, some good big names. Yep. So although it's obviously. It's obviously based on their record software. It's stuff that's applicable anywhere. So that is something that Propelhead do really well, isn't it? I'm saying you, you. It it obviously makes sense that you know a company makes video tutorials about what they do, but they are good in that they make them relevant mm. beyond their software as well. It's not like a click here, click here, click here, go. It's more you know 
this is what we're going to do. And, you know, they use kind of standard language, which means you could, tr- you know, it translates across to other software so, as well, which is cool. And these, these are not video tutorials, actually. These are um, oh, articles. So it's all, oh, it's wow. articles with embedded sound examples. There you go. You can tell I hadn't clicked on the link. Well, yeah, I had, sorry. but I just hadn't clicked but on the link. that was one of the things that I thought was good about it, actually. It's something which you can, you know, you can, you could print it. You don't have the sound examples then, or you can just have it up and you can read it in your own time. With the video, you can kind of, it's easy to sit and watch a tutorial and just have it washed across you. It's when you've got to read it, kind of, you engage with the information in a different way, don't you? So yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I like that. Awesome stuff. Um, might be a plunder. Yep, might be a plunder for this week. R. Um, I, this made me smile actually. Uh, the DSP project had a studio as part of the studio monitors series. They had the cable test, <laughs> where they compared a whole variety of cables. Um, if you haven't checked out the DSP project, then you should definitely check out their videos. They're they're a lot of fun. They're over on Vimeo. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have their they have their own site as well. You can find the links there. The, the links are obviously in the notes. Always, but the the cable test was where they took a a, a selection of cables, um, going all the way from the one hundred pound uh, four meter monster cable, <laughs> all the way down to a seven pound thirteen junior special. Um, the junior special they named themselves because it was in fact uh, two numeric connectors and some bell wire between them, which I thought was kind of fun. Yep. Um, solder it up, off you go. Solder it up and off you go, and. We won't, we won't, we won't spoil the punchline of of the video, but it's quite a. It was quite interesting, I think, as a as as a kind of idea. Yeah, they were very yeah. thorough and scientific with their testing on them. So, yeah, to an extent, <laughs> it, it, it was good. It's good. No, <laughs> we we should rephrase that. It is actually it is a good video. They they illustrate a method of kind of making a judgment on this stuff. It's not kind of incredibly. It's not as scientific as scientific could be, but it is nonetheless a thorough method. And I think their conclusions they come to probably will ring true for most people. I think it's, you know, the standard things stands, isn't it? If you're going to spend a mountain of money on equipment, then you probably should have good cables between them. But in reality, a cable's a cable and it's a cable. Yep. It, and a cable. It's a piece of wire from one place to another, insulated. Yeah. So that your two wires that are going next to each other don't touch. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Anyway, we're not going to spoil the point line, so we, we shouldn't, you know, go check that out. That's cool. And I think with that, we have, uh, we've made it. We did. So how, how can people contact us? Well, obviously, um, we're happy to get Twitters at the Audio Podcast. Um, you can also email us if you want, show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. There was the website up there, uh, theaudiopodcast.co.uk. That's where the podcast lives. So if you want to subscribe, you want to go get it, that's there. But don't forget, there's also the show notes themselves are now at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. But there's a link from the podcast anyway yep, so you can have it. It. and don't forget if you haven't subscribed and you're just listening to us on the website then if you hit subscribe you'll get the show straight away and it'll appear in like itunes or what what would you use if you weren't using itunes i'm sure there is other win up oh win up there you go win up player. Ju- oh, yeah there's a win up player that does it there we go <laughs> just have to quickly jump there google <laughs> listen there's another one we're currently yep i think we're maxed or out you there. might have it in google reader if you just that's yeah you can yep. get it from there as well so but wherever you are, if you hit the subscribe button, then that's safe. So you'll get it straight away. It appears immediately. And that, that's kind of cool. Um, I hope maybe somebody else comes. Well, maybe I'll see you on Friday at the production uh, show. Yeah, if you're in, production in, show, if you're in Leeds, Leeds, check it out. That's, that's for sure. Otherwise, I think we're pretty much we're pretty much there. It's been fun. Yeah. L- a little bit longer than usual, so we'll skip the music at the end, I think. We'll just Fair enough. sign off. The music's gone. All right, then. In which case, I'm Scott. It's been a pleasure. Uh, see you guys next week. Bye. I'm Sam Freeman. Goodbye.